Welcome to From Realms of Glory, a Christmas audio series tracing promises about the coming of the Messiah until his arrival in Bethlehem of Judea. I'm Dr. J.J. Routley, Professor of Bible and Theology at Emmaus Bible College in Dubuque, Iowa. It's December 5th, and today we're looking at the Christmas promises God made to Abraham of great blessing for all peoples. Part of the initial covenant that God had made with Abram while he was still in Haran was that he would bless all the peoples of the earth through him. It must have surely seemed impossible, unattainable, when Abram heard those words. Yet in hope against hope, Abram believed God, waiting over a quarter of a century before the Lord's promise to him personally of a child was fulfilled. Imagine Abraham and Sarah's joy at holding this boy, whom they have longed for and hoped for and prayed for those long years. God always accomplishes his promises. He is always faithful to his word. And yet, as the Lord so often does, he desired to test Abraham's faith, his dependence upon his God. We do not know how old Abraham was when God asked him to offer up his son on the altar as a burnt offering. We are not told about the heartache and crisis of conscience that it likely caused Abraham, not to mention the emotional distress and anxiety to him and to Sarah when God told them their beloved son was now going to die. But Abraham believed God could do the impossible. He had seen it before. And so he went by faith to the place God revealed to him, a man of over a hundred years old, taking his small son on this journey from which only one of them would return. The question of how Abram could have done this deed is only hinted at in the Old Testament, but explicitly unveiled in the letter to the Hebrews. The author says there, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 17 through 19. Perhaps this is alluded to when Abraham says to his young male servants in Genesis 22.5, I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Abraham had seen God bring life from a man and woman who were as good as dead in terms of their procreative ability. So it was not a stretch for him to think this same God was able to bring life from death outside the womb as well. As Abraham had his arm raised with knife in hand to slay his son, the only son in terms of the promises God had made to him and their fulfillment in his life, the Lord called to him from heaven, telling him not to touch the boy. Genesis 22:12. Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. The Lord provided a ram in the thicket caught by its horns, and Abraham offered that ram to the Lord in place of his son. In this event, we can see in picture form the substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was offered on the cross as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. On Mount Moriah, the hand of Abraham was stayed, and his only son delivered. 
At Calvary, the Son of God was not spared death, but experienced death, tasted death, so that by his death he might bring many sons and daughters to glory. The angel of the Lord then made an incredible promise to Abraham and to his descendants, just as he had before. By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Genesis 22, verses 16 through 18. The promise of seed is reaffirmed to Abraham here. His descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. The land promise is reaffirmed also. Abraham's descendants would possess the gates of their enemies, their cities. The real focus of this section is the blessing, the spiritual blessing that would come to all nations as a result of Abraham's obedience. His faith had justified him in Genesis 15.6. Now his obedience demonstrates that his faith was real. Through this act of faith, all nations of the earth would be blessed. As we have already seen, just as the land and seed aspects of this covenant are fulfilled in Christ, the blessing aspect of the promise to Abraham is fulfilled in Christ's coming as well. His birth is good news of great joy for all the peoples. At his birth, kings from the east come to bring gifts to the Christ child. The salvation that Jesus would bring would extend beyond just the family of Abraham. As Isaiah the prophet would say, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Isaiah 49, verse 6. Christmas, the birth of Christ, is good news for all the nations, all the peoples of the earth. For through him, all the world will one day be blessed, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Truly, Isaac Watts' great hymn looks forward to the second advent, the glorious appearing of the man from heaven. The celebration of Christmas should set our minds not only backward to Bethlehem, but also forward to the Mount of Olives, when Christ will return to establish his glorious kingdom and reign in perfect righteousness and truth. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. Thank you for joining us for this episode of From Realms of Glory, a Christmas podcast. For more information about Emmaus Bible College, please visit Emmaus.edu. Join us tomorrow for a look into a messianic prophecy made from a patriarch's deathbed. 